0: love are you for sure so before ll cool j went ahead and sampled it bernard Wright had it in a bag with the love churn okay what it do what it do it's your girl just be real and welcome back for another dope episode of just be real podcast today we're gonna go on a little more higher note something more that we love to talk about and it's love and guess what it's black love enough of me chatting let's get real Hey, my people, what it do? It's Black History Month, but of course, since it is Black History Month still, and even though Black History is a lifetime, not just a month, you know, it's only right that we go ahead and shed light on one of the, another one of the African-American holidays that the AAHA, African-American Holiday Association, has deemed as something that we weren't taught or even had the knowledge or instillment of knowing as growing up, unless you had parents who were well aware of this holiday. I mean, it did kind of come about in the 90s, but nonetheless, we're in the 2020s, so let's let's go ahead and make it happen like real talk like so if for those of y'all that don't know we have a holiday for our own day that we celebrate our own love and it doesn't have to be the love as everybody automatically assumes as oh let's just sit here and talk about black love as you know my relationship with my man or my girl or whatever my significant other a partner no black love means that it's black love for not just you and your significant other which is something that is greatly celebrated and kind of something where it's kind of leaning towards but more so the fact of black love as a love for for black for black people and black culture and just in general i mean no more befitting time to go ahead and have it in the month of february because it's black history month and this history is something that's enriched in culture outside of us knowing about kwanzaa that we bring in our new years what better way than just go ahead and deep dive into some black love so of course i heard my good man bernard right <laughs> if you ask my mother that is one of my favorite songs First of all, it was one of my favorite songs new LL Cool J sampled it, but y'all know me with my old soul. I always look at the samples and look at what happened now, and then when I realized LL Cool J sampled it, because there's some weird thing I got with my eclectic ear, where I'm able to just pinpoint, like, eh, this was sampled. Like, the same way I realized that Calls by, you know, Robert Glasper uh, featuring Joe Scott was sampled by none other than THE iconic Janet Demita Jo Jackson. Yes, that was definitely sampled. Um, I don't think if y'all know that, but I hopefully y'all watched our documentary. I felt like it was real good because we need to go ahead and see the sight of what she was going through over these decades, but I'm glad she was able to tell her story rather than having somebody else tell her story. So that to me was the biggest part of what I appreciated the most because nobody can tell your story better than you. And the fact that she took you know the horse by the reins and went ahead and did that I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and like people some people were controversial like oh i don't understand why her third husband's not in there first of all she has a kid by her third husband that's something where i feel like you know that's real personal because one they weren't just divorced not too long ago two she has a kid that's involved in that whole marriage so that make that makes a whole different aspect of how much you want to go ahead and expose to that but third of all she didn't have to tell us shit from the get-go so just be grateful for what you got but outside of that in general i just feel like i'm just happy she went ahead and told her story the way she experienced it and it just has the utmost more level of respect for her but the fact that she's charting top charts on these these streaming networks a lot of y'all kids were deprived and don't really even understand what y'all been deprived from because baby we grew up on janet i know my generation i'm a 90s baby but janet pretty much was pivotal from the 80s 90s and early 2000s like all for you was one of my top albums you know when she was in the clumps she was in you know why did i get married But besides the point, the reason I was going, before we got into Janet, like, because, you know, Janet's all about love and light, and that's something that I feel like it just exuded in her documentary. But as I was saying, when I said, like, I was saying about Calls by Robert Glasper featuring Joe Scott, you know, the song I was talking about, they sampled that from Funny How Time Slides yeah funny how time flies that's my joint and guess what that song's been sampled like over 20 plus times so not only is janet an icon she's over here like pretty much i would say like almost like the debarges sample after sample after sample after sample like nobody's business everybody sampling her music um which even her sampled her joint like from funny how time flies yeah bet y'all didn't know that hmm But again, y'all know me. I'm all about music. I'm all about that ear. And it's just something that, you know, is great. But we're not going to stick on that music because, you know, that's something we're going to have something for y'all in season six. Hint, hint. Yes, season six, we will have some great um, series that are going to come up for this podcast. So hopefully you guys are excited because I know. I am for sure especially to spit some knowledge to give y'all my perspective on some things but we ain't at season six yet let's go ahead and go ahead back into season five so we are on black love and um as i said you know black love day is something that i don't think is very known so that's today's episode black love day and i'm shining it especially how ironic on black love day um I was privy to the holiday, but I won't say it was something I celebrated because unfortunately a lot of people I used to date were not cultured enough and very much small-minded. So it wasn't something that I feel like they were open to doing, but nonetheless, I feel like I was making myself smaller to make them feel comfortable because I was just so knowledgeable about black culture. And I feel like they were not consciously aware of whoever I dated, and that goes for anybody I dated from my past because period. Um, but currently my current, current dating situation, since I can go ahead and tell y'all that since everybody's so questioned about like, are you dating? Are you, you know, in a relationship? Are you single? So y'all will hear it first. I am dating. Um, the person I'm dating is amazing. And you know how they always tell you, like, sometimes you have to date the wrong people in order to appreciate the right person. That's where I'm currently at because, this person truly appreciates me for me um i don't have to make myself smaller to be in their presence i don't have to limit my knowledge and my extent of consciousness to make them feel comfortable and i think the best part about dating this person is because they're willing to learn knowledge and stuff that they're not aware of themselves and open to be like oh i didn't know about that like you know get me cultured like you know cultivate me in that area and that's what i freaking love so like I think I finally probably met somebody I, I as my match. Um, but that's all y'all gonna get. Y'all not gonna know who it is. But I've been dating and I've been dating for a while. So probably the whole time y'all been listening to these last two, three seasons I've been dating. Y'all just saying though I was dating. But now you do. So there's no more inquisition. Ha! Huh? Um, so yes, this person is very somebody special. So I'm kind of excited for Valentine's Day. Um, I haven't been excited about Valentine's Day since I was probably like engaged which was years ago um, because that's the only time I felt like true reciprocity in the day or the holiday. Um, Even though it's man-made, people always say like, oh, you should love the person that you're with every day. It shouldn't just take one day for you to always show love, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, like we know love day is pretty much valentine's day which is pretty much not really for us anyway because like this podcast episode is about a black love day but besides the point like it's just a day where you really get to just truly appreciate your person and i feel like everybody deserves their person everybody has their person but i feel like if you don't do the work that's necessary for you to love yourself first what you reflect is going to be what they uh, attracts them and if you project on your negativity and your insecurities and the things you have tended to in order for you to have a safe se- uh not safe but yeah a safe and a healthy connection with that person just forget about it period so like i was thinking Black Love Day is something, just to give y'all some background, um, it was February, it's founded on February 13th, which is today, um, where you pretty much are told to just embrace everything black ahead of the typical Valentine's Day. So we know Valentine's Day falls on the 14th. We know it's normally National Love Day, the Day of Cupid, which today to this day, which we'll not are going to get into Greek mythology because y'all know I said prior before, as a young kid, being in advanced courses, Greek mythology was something that I was privy to, exposed to at a young age. So I studied it in in-depth. So Cupid was one of the Greek mythology topics or theories that was constantly being swarmed around. Um, as But America subsidizes it as a little white boy baby with a diaper that's over here, cute, shooting love arrows. Um, but it's a little bit deeper than that, but we're not gonna go into that because I don't feel like praising them quote unquote on this topic because it's about us and i mean us as black folk um so if you're not black or you're other people of color or you're tuning in and you just so happen to be white you're still can be a part of this conversation because you're included in this too okay so you're not excluded you're included as well because not just the fact of inclusivity but you can participate in black love day too and i will tell you why later but um This is something that I don't feel is taught from generation to generation. And I feel it's because, again, it's fairly new. Um, Black Love Day, again, was founded in the 90s. So it's not like it's recent. Um, I would say mid-90s, just like how Kwanzaa is fairly, you know, new. Um, But it's not taught, I feel like, now from the 90s now and kids aren't aware of it. Because one, I could say social media dumbs motherfuckers down two i don't feel like a lot of healthy relationships when it comes to black love until recently um where where i said again uh, black love has its pros and cons where social media has its pros where it exhibits and displays black love um on a plethora of the scale from you know same-sex relationships to heterosexual to non-binary to all whatever type of black love um down to the aspects of just, you know, luxury lifestyles and love where, you know, your vacations are vacations, X, Y, and Z. So I feel like that's just now being, you know, publicized where it's like it's okay to live a luxurious life with your bae and live the life where y'all feel y'all deserve and y'all enjoy each other's company in the process. So... It's something that I definitely feel we should start passing down from generation to generation, not just from photos and videos and vacations, but actually knowing the history behind Black Love. Because everybody's like, oh, Black Love this and Black Love that, and oh, we got Black Love. But y'all don't even know that there's a Black Love Day, and y'all don't even celebrate Black Love Day. So, like, I need y'all to just, again, like I say all the time, like, don't just do things because you see it as a fad or a trend because somebody else is speaking on it because you don't know the knowledge of what that person is speaking on yeah it's cool to be a part of it but if you don't know the history as to why what's happening when it's happening it's like it's a contradiction so it kind of doesn't help benefit you if you're just if somebody asks you like oh well what's you know you always talking about black love like yeah girl so you must be celebrating black love day and your ass stuck on stupid like huh Black Love Day, I didn't even know that existed. Do you know how ignorant you fucking sound when you say stuff like that? Like, seriously, I need y'all to get yourselves together gather it up get yourself knowledgeable enlighten yourself because that really just shows really one where your mindset is at two how you're probably out here perpetrating a fraud and giving a facade of something you really don't know talking about you're educated when you're not and third it just is just a disgrace to black culture like y'all want to be so all things black but don't know all things black or try to invite yourself to know all things black so like Instead of being here worrying about what the next person is doing or how they're living or their relationship, enlighten yourself in your own culture to be mindful so you can have these open space conversations. But um, bum Anyway. Yes. And I realize I've been doing that more, y'all, because <laughs> Amanda does it every time she tries to prove a point, but she's sarcastically saying it with a lot of satire underlying it, but it's kind of like a lie tote that you should kind of rhetorically kind of know what's going on. And I'm probably talking in circles to a lot, but just Google every word I said and then it'll make sense. (laughs) But anyway, um, and she got that honestly from reading Rainbow. So it's not like it's hers. So it's it's free game. But I just love using it because it's just, it's just me and I'm I'm a smart ass. So besides the point, um, but that's something I'm going to start instilling it, uh, as Black Love Day. As I want to start teaching my goddaughter, um... Because she's at a young age, and I shout out to my sister, and you know my brother in love, um, Sean and Angel Brooks. They are really out here doing the damn thing. They've been together over sixteen years, um, seventeen years since we, they literally are high school sweethearts. Three beautiful daughters. Their second one, which is the problem child, which y'all already hear me talk about all the time, is Little Miss Liberty. Um, Liberty is a character, but that is my baby boo. Um, now my only godchild, okay? The only godchild I got. Um, so y'all know when you when you ain't got kids, you that rich auntie that's real cute, and you be out here that auntie that flex. You you know, you got when you got godchildren, you be spoiling the shit out of them. And that's a little Miss Liberty. Like little Miss Liberty gets spoiled and her mother gets tired of me, but I don't care. I don't care that's my boo. But don't get me wrong. I still love my nieces, my other two nieces, Levy and Leilani. That those are my boos too, okay? Those are my baby boos. Um but I just love the black love and culture my brother and my sister bring into the household. One to show how functioning how a functioning black household, um middle class family can you know can still exist in the millennial generation but the fact that they have so much history love and life within their their relationship where they're like i chose you i choose you and i'll choose you for forever um and that's something i've always respected and admired about their relationship because having daughters sean is dead ass a girl dad like he does not play about his daughters but he's so hands-on with them and i freaking love it um to the point where, like, literally, they're daddy's girls. Except for Levy, she's a mommy's girl. But she's trying to gear towards t- towards daddy a little bit more. Um, they love their father. And they will spend all hours out the day with their father. And no shade to my sister. She she, she cool or whatever. But Sean got the... she got He got the one up. Plus, all, his, all them damn kids look like him. So, like, what, you, what can you do? Like, did you really even have parts of this whole birthing process? Are you really the mother? Um But now Liberty kind of looked like her a little bit and she act like her. They both got that middle child thing going on. But nonetheless, like they are a true example of of true black love and the way that they love on each other and love on their children and show them that functional two parent households still can exist despite the commonality or what is being portrayed out in, you know, as propaganda in society. There are some millennials who have healthy marriages and have, you know, two family households where they're literally working in partnerships and raising kids together. So that's something I feel like when you have that, that's starting to instill in generational curses and traumas that you're breaking cycles um, to show your kids they can have better, can do better, and it is possible. So that's my, that's my blueprint. And I know a lot of us say, like, oh, don't follow anybody else's blueprint. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. First of all, that's my best friend. My sister's been my best friend since for the last 21 years. Um, her and Sean, I used to know Sean, and me and Sean were cool. Before they even started dating, I used to be at his crib playing ball with him and the boys. So, like, and his parents have a relationship with my parents, and I have a relationship with Angel Mom and her sister. So, it's like, I know them on the levels I might mean, not know the intricate details of their relationship, but damn it, I've been around this whole entire time. And listen, I can only take a blueprint and admiration to learn from people who are doing what's best for them and they're doing what's best for them and they're making it work. So shout out to the fucking Brooks family, AKA my other family, AKA my family because it's not really other family because they're my chosen family and I love them dearly. Um, Lab times three, those are my girls. So shout out to the Brooks family. Um, but I definitely feel like even without me having to steal that into my goddaughter, she'll have that because her parents are showing it first. So, I feel like generations need to start picking up on that instead of this whole false fallacy of love sucks. I hate love. What's what's love got to do it? And I think, like I said, Bell Hooks in probably a, a older episode. I feel like I referenced this when Bell Hooks said she in- interviewed somebody in the All About Love book, and she interviewed a a, a rapper, and she was like, "Oh, I don't do love, blase, blah," and pretty much how kind of. In the generations of coming from the 50s and the 60s where like love was you know idolized and put on a pedestal and embraced as something that was positive she felt like once it hit with the loves got to do with it with like the ike and tina era when you know tina said "You pretty much like what's love got to do with it it became more of a cooler trend to say fuck love i don't got time but then yet and still people be out here boot up but making songs off of it so it's like technically in my mind this is my personal opinion emphasis on personal opinion People make profit off of other people's pain. I'll say it for you again. People make profit off other people's pain. So when they know that you're probably in this space where you've been listening to them saying, fuck niggas, I'm about to get my money, a.k.a. the city girls and a lot of other artists. Um, and then the whole time they be booed up with a whole relationship that you are nowhere in. Um, but Fantasia said it best. Why don't she sing free yourself anymore? Because if I'm trying to go ahead and I'm being in a space of where I'm trying to receive love, free yourself is not in my repertoire no more to go ahead and sing. I got to sing things that are more like about where I'm trying to be instead of where I was. So y'all keep that in mind. Y'all sitting here talking about y'all don't want to be in love or hate love. Because again, that sounds like some work that needs to be done on you in order to receive it for yourself before you give it to someone else. Um... And that just just shows the importance to celebrate our love since we have since we love unconditionally. And I feel like when I say since we love unconditionally, I mean as a black as a black culture, we literally love unconditionally. I don't know if y'all have ever seen the image of uh, a nurse or a doctor, and there was this white man who pretty much was, I think, at his wit's end with just getting surgery done. It was like an emergency surgery. And despite him being so ra- racist or radical towards, the, you know, black people, they still went ahead and saved this, this white man's life. That's what I mean. Like, we're so unconditionally loved as a people because I feel like we were trained to be that way, given we used to be mammies and we used to be mistresses and, you know, enslaved to the white man we were forced to have to give that nurturing spirit because we didn't have a choice but i feel like because it's been ingrained in us as a people from the past cultures of those who came before us and our ancestors and those who were slaved enslaved um or you know property of others in slavery it pretty much forced us to just have that Oh, come here, coddling kind of thing. Like, you know how if you ever realize, like, that mama bear spirit, you realize when they say mama bear, it kind of always references to the black mama before the white mama or any other mama. Like, it's a mama bear spirit. A mama bear spirit, You when you automatically, like, I don't know about y'all, but when I automatically think about mama bear, First of all, I'm thinking about the three little bears. They were brown. So I feel like they was black and they knew they was black. But mama bear for me gives me the black woman because she protects her kids to no end. Will protect anybody, whatever. And she's always with the shits. Pros, she's always with the shits. Cons, she's always with the shits. So it's like, it's real out here. And black mamas don't play that when it comes to their kids. So I just feel like it's a mama bear spirit. where like, that's what it is um just to protect and I think that's where it comes on I said the love is unconditional because we do the same thing for our black men even when they're wrong even when they're indifferent even when they're good even when they're great no matter the situation we're always unconditionally loving a black man even though sometimes the black men don't always love us yes I said it the black men don't always love us because sometimes the black men don't say how much they love us but be out here with somebody of another ethnicity uh the juxtaposition uh, yeah um doesn't really kind of go hand in hand but you know what that's another conversation for another day but um that's just where i'm at and where i see that and because we have this unconditional love even when, when hate is the only thing that's given to us um it's something that we still i think think we take pride and so that's still a part of Black Love Day. I, I, I take pride in that we're a, a nurturing and a humane kind of culture, um, despite hate that's shown to us on a daily basis. Because, baby, we ruffle feathers. But guess what? We, gonna still, we still got love in our hearts. And um, I think Tabitha Brown is the prime example of why you go below. I'ma go high and while you know, while you wanna sit here and stub, I'ma just show you some love. Cause love is all we need and that's what I'ma just give you, even in a time or place of indifference or disdain towards me. I'm just gonna love on you because can't nothing overpower love but love. You feel me? And what overpowers hate is love. And she's the prime example of I'ma love you no matter what, and that's that. So that right there black love for black love day um and again it's just pretty much a day dedicated to celebrating black love that was founded in 1993 like 93 was not that long ago 93 in reality was uh, is about about to be 29 years ago so it's literally only about to be 30 years in Um and then to come to think about it when I think about it in 93 I was only like three years old um when this was when this was came about and it was rooted in an arid can cultures an idea that aimed to complete the five tenets. Now just like how you have the seven principles of Kwanzaa, you know, that you have you know Nia, all that other stuff, umoja, ujama, all of that other stuff, like we have the seven principles of um there's something in my eye that is irritating me child y'all probably don't know because i'm over here rubbing the heck out of my eye because there's something stuck in it and it would be something stuck in my eye when i'm over here talking about black love like i ain't got time anyway before we go off tangent there are five tenets to you know black love day um first one is to practice love towards the creator for self for for, uh, correction First tenet is to practice love towards the creator. The creator is whoever you believe in, God, Allah, whoever. The creator is the creator of the universe, because everybody's not stemmed in the same religious belief. Um, to practice love towards self, for self, which means the black love you have for you and your black culture, your black being, excuse me, your black identity of who you are as a black person, for love towards family, which is your family, your black family, your un, your chosen family that's black, your tribe, whatever, and within the black community, which is the community as a whole, um, which is pretty much our pillar and why we, we go so hard in February, and for the black race. Ungawa, <laughs> black power. I know y'all heard that before, but yes, that's just that's what it is and i feel like we we just go harder in february not like we don't go hard but like everybody said black history is for a lifetime but february is just our anniversary we just celebrate it. even though it's the shortest month but baby we make those 28 days make it a shake and do a little something something so i think that's dope that those five tenets are something that was created by a Handy kendi um handy kendi uh ayo is somebody who founded um black love day in 93, and the direction of this African American Holiday Association strives from the simple act in 24 hours. So if you can go ahead and have pretty much practice the love towards the creator for self, for family, for the black community, and for the black race, you have 24 hours to do that. Like how great is that to have that challenge to be able to exude black love, whether you be black or any other ethnicity in that 24 hour time frame before this quote unquote man-made national holiday comes about where it's just nothing but pink and red and everything's clear and furry and love all over the place and oh my god i'm infatuated with you blah 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 um to do that like that's a that's a that's a very i feel humbling assignment but a very gratifying assignment to have um especially given the history of the day um so Ao Handy Kendi, um, pretty much just like you know with Kwanzaa we have Habarigani, um, which is the greeting we use for Kwanzaa. There's also a greeting for Black Love Day, y'all. Did y'all know that? There's a greeting for Black Love Day, and it is used named Nayo Ekoma. Nayo Naya Ekoma. So the greeting, so when you see somebody on Black Love Day. Or if you're in a relationship or you see your fellow black person, tell them Naya a coma. So Naya Ekoma" means get a heart, be patient, return love. How dope is that? Two simple words give you a whole definition of black love for 24 hours. Naya a coma. Get a heart, be patient, and return love which means use the best parts of your heart that exude the best, greatest parts of who you are as a person and show that in the black culture while you're loving those five tenets. You know what I'm saying? Be patient. Key emphasis on patient. You know, the last episode, we talked about heavy loads and suicide. Patience is key when you're dealing with with people, especially right now in the times we're in because everybody's fighting battles. Internally, externally, spiritually, emotionally, financially. Everybody find a battle. So I love how it, it it's enforcing patience and return love. Y'all remember the episode I said, my love is your love? Love people and love them back the way they're loving you. That reciprocity, it's an equal and even exchange. Do it, do that, y'all. And I feel like Naya a coma is like the best way to just like. I just think it's just so dope how two words can just have all of that to just ask you to do something. So it's pretty much like I'm returning the love to you, I see you, I feel you, and I'm patient with you. And you see me, you feel me, and you're patient with me. So the audible symbol is to use to represent love, patience, goodwill, faithfulness, and endurance. And it's no coincidence. That with having the symbol that's used to represent love, because there's an actual symbol for naya akoma, which y'all can't see, so therefore, like y'all can go Google and look it up to see what I'm talking about. But there is an actual symbol that's used for naya akoma that, like I said, represents love, patience, goodwill, faithfulness, and endurance, and y'all pretty much know what that means. So that's kind of like ties into the five five tenets of the creator for self, family, black community, and for race. So if you kind of think about that, you have the five tenets and then the symbol that represents the five different representations, which is kind of dope. And the fact that, again, it's in Black History Month, there's no coincidence that that's even something that's happening. So this, I feel, shouldn't only, when it comes to black love, shouldn't be celebrated by the black community. And remember when I said prior, you don't have to be black to indulge in black love day. Yeah, so this is when this part is for you. Hopefully you guys are listening and listening to me well. Not even matter, because I don't want y'all to just hear me. I want y'all to actively listen as I put this out there. This isn't only celebrated by the black community, but others, but others can participate by aiming to put love in their actions. Working on behavior and racial attitudes Toward black people. Let me say that again. I don't think y'all heard me. This isn't only celebrated by the black community, but others can participate by aiming to put love in their actions, working on behavior and the racial attitudes towards black people. We know the racial injustices. There's no freaking way that nobody can say they don't know. Okay, if you didn't know, it's pretty much a lot of documentaries, i.e. the ones that just came out with Screen Queens, which pretty much shows the history of black actresses up until now and how to to this day, 20 plus years later, Holly Berry was the only one to receive an Oscar for Best Actress. Yeah, let's talk about this. Outstanding, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how uh, Whoopi Goldberg is still the only black woman to still receive an EGOT. Yeah, let's talk about that too. Um, so outside of that, um, pretty much it's just saying, like, we're making the strides and given it is given 20 years was not that long ago. But we're not where we where we could be. But in order to change, we have to have those advocates on board to realize that there's a problem and address it. Cause the first step of fixing a problem is addressing that you have one and until everybody can be on the same page that there is a racial divide as they're trying to take critical race theory out of schools which pretty much tells me that you realize there's a racial divide but you don't want to acknowledge it um and there's federal cases like uh brown versus border topeka uh the greensboro four you know Tulsa massacre that these things all happened and we're gonna try to try to erase them out of history as critical race theory is you're trying to whitewash our culture, but you know that's part of black culture because American culture black culture is American culture. Little do y'all know, um, as well as indigenous culture is American culture because y'all stole their land and soil and brought us over here like they weren't already planted in this in this soil, but another day. Besides the point. Until we all come together where you don't just have white people, but people who happen to be white, where you don't have, when you have more Hannah's than you do Karen's, which Hannah's are those that are actual advocates, allies who are out there using their power and privilege to go ahead and address the racial divides and the radical attitudes that are towards us and behaviors that are displayed towards us. There's not much that can be done. We have to do this together cohesively. But if you watch Screen Queens, it takes sometimes now working on the inside to give the opportunities out. Like Marseille Martin said, the fact that you are the one that you have the power of what you can green light or not says a lot because she has her own production company. So basically, when she didn't see there were roles for her, she created those spaces. You have Holly Berry, who's been a pioneer literally from those off the backs of Dorothy Dandridge, Cicely Tyson, Lena Horne, who pretty much had fought the fight but fought it harder so that people like Tessa Thompson, Marseille Martin, um, you know, others wouldn't have to fight as hard. But the fact that they still have to fight is the problem that we're not addressing here. So when you have those people like Marilyn Monroe that said, oh, well, I'm not performing unless she's performing, which is for another black woman to get the audience because she was in high demand. And I know I can use my privilege and the advantage to get black culture. Or you have people that were at the Playboy, uh, Playboy Club where you pretty much are using advocacy to be a part of civil rights, where you're like, hey, we're going to let blacks perform here in their comedian com- com- comedy sets and get the exposure they need, like Sammy Davis Jr., um, you know, and a plethora of others, Dick Gregory. We're not going to sit here and make that divide. And if you have an issue with this, they literally would kick motherfuckers out the club, Okay. That's what it is when you can show black love. That's black love day. That's how you can do your advocacy in the 24 hours that are allotted to you the same way it is for us in the black community. So participate in your actions. Put that love in there because not just because you love black culture and love what, you know, we are going ahead and we're doing because you want to copycat it, but you love that the black culture is our culture and you know that it's being hmm, remixed to be somebody else's culture like it's american culture when it's always been our culture when we've always had that step forward when we've always put in our best efforts but never get our recognition you know what i'm saying um henrietta Lacks, prime example used for stem serial research where she's able to have cures for different diseases but they on both unlawfully took out parts of her body parts and human cells. Sarah Bartman still has her body parts displayed someplace in some museum in France for because she had a big buttocks and a heavy chest because that's something they weren't used to where she's some type of freak showing animal. Like, if you know those type of things, enlighten people in your communities that are not in the Black community about those things so that when it comes time for Black History Month they're not appropriating our culture on that and they're not appropriating our culture when it comes to Juneteenth, as they're trying to do now because it's a national holiday. Which to me is still not enough just like it's not enough for me that my Maya Angelou was on a uh, quarter when she we were not just talking about how Harriet Tummy should have been on the $20 bill but that to me is a disgrace because you're putting her on a quarter as opposed to a, the actual value dollar of money to me it's just like it's not progress it's kind of just a, a, a slap in the face the same way it is a slap in the face to want to give uh, a peace prize to uh, post the martyrs to <sighs> Emmett Till After y'all went through all of this and realized this woman was lying. Same way it took for the exoneration of the two black men that were wrongfully accused for Malcolm X's death when the whole man that was doing it was literally hiding in broad daylight and bragging about him killing Malcolm X in Newark, New Jersey. Go watch Exonerate. That's another part of, you know, ABC's, you know, documentaries. But there's so many things coming out right now that are very enlightening and I feel are necessary, especially in this month. I have a tradition of revisiting even i do it on a regular basis revisiting books revisiting you know docu-series revisiting you know black sitcoms which i do on a regular basis but for february just hit different because it's black history month um but if you haven't i would highly recommend go watch exonerated go watch screen queens definitely go watch we need to talk about bill cosby kamu did a very comma um Camo. yeah Camo. Camo did a very great job i think that's how you pronounce his name w Camo did a Phenomenal job um, shedding light on that Bill Cosby situation because real talk, even though it took Hannibal cracking a joke to bring that to light, It literally was something we needed to know because literally you have predators who do what the good old boys are doing and hiding behind what they do because they have the Hollywood fame. And literally have brainwashed and used the um, get out method of the teacup, stirring it and hypnotizing us to just go ahead and get sucked in while we're literally disregarding what you're doing behind closed doors. So definitely watch that as well. And um, that just released on, what was it? Friday the eleventh. Um everything's gonna be all white, which is gonna be on showtime, which is on showtime, which you know it has my girl Amanda Seals in there talking that talk, enlightening and us and giving us their good shit. So watch that as well I mean there's so many documentaries so many things out there that's already out there that you probably haven't taken time but I'm loving how as a as a black community we're, we're putting more light and shedding and having those conversations and addressing those things that are are considered taboo um, so if you're well aware of it and you know about stuff like that and you're not of the black community show your love on that and, and take the right steps forward um so to before I go ahead and close out with this you know there's a theme that changes every year. For black love day and um for 2020 it was reparations to repair to reconcile to restore the love um which is pretty much self-explanatory you know reparations something that we've been talking about we need but nobody want to give it to us they want to give us every other ethnicity eth- hmm, look at me i'm getting so tongue-tied because i'm passionate and it's really kind of low-key grinding my gears talking about this but it has to be spoken about um Reparation, something they don't want to give to us, but they'll give to every other ethnicity for them to feel comfortable because it's uh, uncomfortable to do the right thing, like spikes for us, you know what I'm saying? We don't, you know, we just been waiting our 40 acres in a meal and at this point, we don't even want that. We want more because we know what we're worth. Um, to repair, to reconcile, to restore. I mean, to repair what the damage that was done. Y'all have psychological and, you know, social warfare on us as a black community, putting us in these lower income communities that you've destroyed to force us to be on in a, in a poverty. State to not let us elevate and have actual generational wealth because you're trying to limit the boundaries and trying to make sure the ceiling is set where it's set to have that 1% over that 99% of blacks who are actually successful to reconcile which is to do the right thing and try to come together and know yeah, we fucked up. Let's, let's go ahead and apologize in the proper way. And we know money is the proper way to do it, but to actually take acknowledgement, i.e. not make taking critical race theory out of classrooms to try to whitewash as if we never fucking existed. And to restore the love, restore the love that we have for y'all, even though as much as y'all want to hate us. We still try to show y'all love and still try to show y'all respect, even though y'all try to shit on us. And sometimes you got motherfuckers that are, you know, radical, who will go ahead and say, fuck y'all. We still going to just, we're going to give y'all a pushback because my generation for show. Sure, the millennials is with the shits. Pros, they with the shits. Cons, they with the shits. Either or we're not taking the shit. So we ain't our grandparents okay we're not our great-grandparents we're fighting the fuck back and we're doing it with pride okay niggas got us fucked up so that was 2020 in 2021 the theme was healing the wounds that divide reuniting our strength through black love and that's self-explanatory too because there's a lot of wounds as a black culture and a community that we are holding within ourselves that Sometimes we're just not addressing or we're just feeling like it's too sensitive to open that wound because we don't want to go ahead and have, you know, a gusher overflow where that wound is now pouring out the secrets. And, you know, the things that need to be discussed Um, and re- reuniting in our strengths, because, you know, strength is not always just you're carrying that heavy load, but strength is also being able to persevere and fight back, whether that be in corporate or whether that be in Hollywood or whether that you using your voice as, as a whole, because people think you're just doing too much. But, you know, you're not difficult. You just don't let motherfuckers just shit on you like that's that that's pretty much self-explanatory. And for this year in 2022. The theme is finding spiritual joy through black love. And I feel like that's very pivotal because, again, there's a lot happening right now. And we're only in the second month of of the new year. And I feel like we do have to find that spiritual joy through black love, whether that be with your fellow queen or your fellow sister, your fellow bro or your fellow king, um... You know, uplifting the youth, finding something with the youth, getting your hands through love and loving on them in ways where they're not receiving it. Um, you know, being actually being, the, you know, women supporting, truly supporting women, not just giving it as a fucking facade and some bullshit where you're saying one thing on socials, but living, living another life in reality. Um, but I feel like spiritual is the is the key component in that whole context of what I'm receiving, because spiritual joy it's outside of the tangible. It's something that's intangible and something we have to look within ourselves to really just, you know, find that peace and be able to exude that love. So I just feel like, you know what? Who do you love? I love being black. I love being a black woman. But then again, I'm the also type that loves to be controversial and ruffle feathers because I like making people uncomfortable in spaces where they're not able to understand because they choose not to. But I hopefully y'all love and enjoy y'all Black Love Day. And all you others, do the right thing like Spike. Spread the love. It's enough, I guess, for today. But y'all know where to find me. Um, This has been another episode, and the episode's called Black Love Day. So happy Black Love Day. Take those five tenets and do what you got to do. And as my good sister Ayo would say, Naya Akoma peace love and as i always say on air be real be true and always be unapologetically you